Hey everyone, welcome to episode 247 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And last week we did, what was it, proper adultery. The week before that was acceptable murder? Yep. Was that correct? Okay, and then this week, proper payback. And now I heard this message just for transparency's sake. (laughs) I heard heard the message on Sabbath. Uh, I was there. Um, and then tonight, we are going to be launching a new worship program for during first service. Uh, March, is it 16th? March 6th. 6th. Oh, not the one. March 6th. So it's upcoming. So stay tuned for more details on that. But we were running through this, and so we did last week's message just as a trial run through to kind of help us get this whole uh, the flow of the program, things like that, ready so that when we do go live on March 6th, things will hopefully flow very well, and it kind of gave us an idea. So we went through this message again tonight, and then as I had been preparing for this, there are a thousand ways that you could go with this because this is something that I feel like every single one of us, since we were kids, understand this message. (laughs) Like, this isn't a message for, yeah, you know, easy adultery. The kids might not totally get that one in all of its (laughs) ramifications. But this one, I just felt like every one of us, and and just reading the opening sentence or paragraph was a couple sentences as normal. (laughs) It said, you punch me, so I punch you back. In the Bible, it's called the lex talionis or the law of retaliation. Of course, one of the problems is that if you punch me, I don't want to just punch you back. I want to punch you back just a bit harder than you punched me. Well, and maybe I want to punch you back a lot harder than you punched me, but that's besides the <laughs> point. Rather than revenge, how do we re- how do we move to reconciliation? Jesus teaching about proper payback was meant to stretch us and oh boy, it really does stretch you when you start looking at the different the different things that he had to say about this and I guess that's why the name of the series is Jesus Doesn't Make It Easy, but this might, <laughs> this might even be pushing the limits of good taste, Andy, just a little bit. <laughs> because I don't know, I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I've been accused of being a hothead in the past, and I, I would not <laughs> um, I would not disagree with that. I'll, I'll be honest. I ooh, The Magre Temper in uh, Wisconsin circles is a little bit legendary from not just myself, but uh, some some uncles, my grandfather, <laughs> you know, the Sons of Thunder come to mind when, you know, yelling and, <laughs> you know, getting upset, these kinds of things. These These were the norm. And so I just feel like so much of this when it's like, yes, I know what I'm supposed to do, but then... I feel like, well, if I just kind of keep it under control a little bit more than I did last time, you know, if I don't blow up and maybe if I just don't use bad words, I mean, I lost my temper, but I didn't say bad things. And I could have said, and you, you know, run this list off in your head, or I could have done, or I could have, I could have, I could have. And it's like, we're reasoning our way back to, I just lost my temper and maybe I yelled and sure I thought some things, but I didn't say them. And that's not what Jesus is talking about. That's not enough for what we're talking about here, is it? No, it's a, it's a, it's not a bad start. But <laughs> so is yeah. how do we how how do we work towards what he's asking us to do? This eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, essentially was the punishment needs to fit the crime. But at that that was just the basic of it. And sometimes I think we're okay with that. But it wasn't. 
It never gave us well, this other thing to just go, I need yeah. to get revenge. Well, Jesus, yeah, Jesus pushed us way beyond the Lex Talionis, that's for sure. Because, <laughs> you know, he actually expects his his followers to not be interested in retaliation, <sighs> um, you know, uh, no, no revenge. But you said... And Jesus is going to say that our our best life isn't one of just limiting our vengeance to tit for tat, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, but rather that our best life is one lived without resentment and with a spirit of non-retaliation. Okay, Andy, because some of us might not know, what exactly is a spirit of non-retaliation? Because it sounds it sounds good, but I don't I don't know if I've ever lived truly with the with this in it. Like you know what I mean. Well, it's sort of it, it, you know. I mean, if, if we're if we're relying on, if we're expecting ourselves to come to the table with it, we're, we're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Another one of but, those. <laughs> but yeah, but it, you know, the 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 whole concept of of a person's um, wanting retaliation versus forgiveness. So I can't forgive them. I want them to hurt. I want them to suffer. I want to retaliate in some way. Uh, you know, it's the Hatfields and the McCoys, and it's World War One and Two. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's little things and big things. And so, how to, how to move beyond? You know, and and of course, Jesus' illustrations really help uh, the, the the practice of it. Uh, he's basically saying, you know, ab- absorb, uh, receive insult, <laughs> and you know, just forgive for the insult. Um, he, he didn't know about social media, did he, Andy? No, <laughs> didn't have it then. Thank goodness for him. The whole idea, you know, not pushing back, not not retaliating, uh, taking the insult is is that that first one. The um, what was the second one? Uh, uh, not not being willing to not to uh, lay down. A, Lay down our rights. rights um, right. If we get sued, yeah, they had a right to their cloak, and he's, and he's really just saying, don't don't be about having to guard your rights all the time. Don't feel like you have to have your rights. But uh, William Barclay, I quoted him in the full sermon, um, talks about says, you know, the, a, a Christian is one who sort of comes to a place where they sort of forget they have any rights at all. Um, yeah, the quote was, "The Christian thinks not of his rights, but of his duties." not of his privileges, but of his responsibilities. The follower in front of Jesus is the person who's forgotten that they have any rights. Living in a country like America, where every day we are reminded not only of the <laughs> rights that we are given by our, you know, endowed by our creator, these kinds of things, but also the rights that could be at risk, might be at risk, are at risk. We're going to take those rights from you. That seems like so not even countercultural. That just seems otherworldly. Like this is crazy. This is this goes against all we could possibly believe in as Americans. Well, I think yeah. I mean, let's not get America confused with Christianity. So, well, we could we could start there. Yeah, but but I think we have to we have to recognize that um, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount is calling us to our best life. He's he's saying life in the kingdom is like this. And it's a non-retaliatory. Uh, it's a not worry about my rights. It's a go the second mile. It's a it's give to the person who asks from you. So it, it's a it's a it's a countercultural uh, shift for sure. And and re- relying upon ourselves, we'll never we'll never get there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Andy, people don't deserve all the good we can do. What? They don't deserve everything, right? <laughs> I mean, you you said we don't think of it as vengeance toward the one in need when we don't give. We imagine that our refusal 
to give is noble, that we're somehow protecting the needy from laziness. We're teaching them a lesson. <laughs> if they would be more industrious and get a job, they wouldn't need to ask for a handout or to borrow. And I just thought to myself, oh, my goodness. I've heard that many times from the time I was young till even now I hear that. And I've heard it from people that I respect a lot, just who see the world this way. And yet, how many times have you done something nice for someone that just needed something? And even if you don't know they need it, right? They ask. And I'm usually I've just come to the place in my life where if someone asks, I'm just going to go, you know what, God, I'm going to assume you put them in my path. They they need something from me, whether they have plenty somewhere else, they just can't get to it and they need from me today. I'm not going to judge no matter what that looks like. I'm just going to do it and leave it up to God. And if they well, spend it really, on whatever, that, I have a, to. I think, that's a great spirit, Randy, because we're going we're to talk a little bit about um, where your treasure is this, this coming week. Oh. Um, but if, and, if you uh, don't, how can you ever do it without questioning it or wondering or giving this like – I did something good or I just have to assume that that's what God wants and I have to I just have to submit or I'm going to I'm going to resent. I'll be honest, I will yeah. resent. I will I will figure out a way or the devil will figure out a way in my mind to figure out like <laughs> they took you Randy. You know, yeah. that person or you know they're just going to they're just going to go buy beer. They're going to go buy they're going to buy drugs and I'm like, "You know what? If that's what they if you know, I don't care." It's really interesting because we um, we'll talk about it a little more this weekend, but you know when you realize that seventy percent of the wealth of the world is controlled by about five percent of the population, which is the United States of America population, and then if you're a professional in that population, you're in the top twenty percent of that five percent. <laughs> oh man, you know, and so we, you know, the, and the problem is, is that. <laughs> Well, I don't want to. I don't want to give too much spoilers for next week, but you know, greed greed blinds us to itself. No, it's true. Uh, you know, so it, people come into my office over the years and want to talk about some failing or sin or problem in their lives. I've never had anybody come and say, you know, I really sort of suffer from greed because <laughs> greed greed blinds us to itself. Oh, that's um, so true. That's so true. Well, and the the funny part is, I resonate with what you're saying as a financial advisor for about twelve, oh, yeah. about twelve years. When it comes to retirement savings and just money in general, first off, nobody wants to talk it and about it. And second is, if you challenge anyone about how much they're saving, the first response always is like, "Well, I don't make that much money," you know. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. And it's like, you know, for someone who, and you know, I, you're, you're sitting across a table from someone who makes double what you make or triple what you make, <laughs> and you're going like, well, I have a family of four. I, you know, we're making it. I'm not saying we're rich, but you know, we're getting by, putting a little aside here and there, you know. And or you you look at someone and go, you realize, right? Like, just maybe you don't, but so so here, you are among the top point oh one percent of wage earners. On the entire planet. And you're telling me like you can't save a hundred dollars every two weeks to put in your in your retirement plan. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. So I can see where where that totally resonates because that one always got to me. I grew up in a place in, in the Midwest where it was very much bootstrap mentality, not just for your religion, but Listen, we're all blue collar here for the most part. We all go and put in our nine to five. We we work our overtime when we have to or when we need a little extra money. 
We don't have a lot of things, but what we have, we worked hard for. And so, you know, why should I give some bum who's just going to waste it doing something else? So I grew up with that, and I grew up with that little Grinch, tight-fisted, worrying about what someone would do with what's uh, something I gave them. Right. And, and now... And, and you're protecting them. They don't have to pay you back if you don't loan to them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that part made me – it just – this whole message made me smile in different ways because when you really stop and think about the times when you've been that person, and we all have. We've been that person in one way or the other. And when you look at the other times when you weren't that person, and now, I mean, if I I'm, – I'm horrible. I never have cash on me. So it's like right. if someone's standing there – if I've got, I mean, I'll I'll offer them food. If I've got food in a bag that I haven't touched, I'm like, haven't touched it. If you're interested, if you're hungry, you know, if you want to meet me at the Wawa across the station, I'll get you, you know, whatever you want, you know, your whatever. And for us, it, for me personally, it's just been people. When I'm pumping gas, I've had more people come up to me and say, "I need to get to wherever," and I'm and they'll yeah. they'll, they'll start to give you this story, and I'll just say, "Dah, that's fine." But just. I'll be there in a second. Let me finish filling up and I'll be right over. And they're like, well, if you could just give me like $5 or $10 in gas or whatever. I'm like, listen, you know, what, what, what do you burn? You burn premium, you burn rate, whatever. We you know, let just tell me what you want. And then I'll just fill the tank up and, and just go, you know, have a great day. Hope you get where you're going. I hope it works out. Do you need some food? Do you need, no, 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 the gas is good. And so I feel like God has opened up this little thing where people will just feel comfortable enough to come up to me, especially when I'm on the Harley. <laughs> when I'm on the yeah. Harley, you, you know, you're just pumping your gas, you're outside, and they'll, they'll come up and ask you. And I've bought more tanks of gas in the last year, and I haven't gone hungry, and I haven't, <laughs> you know, it hasn't affected me in the least bit except to make me realize how good I have it. Yeah. And, yeah. and how good. much I appreciate what God does for me, and, and it's such a blessing to be a part of it. It's cool when you ask for it, and then God brings you somebody, and you go, oh, and I'm not usually smart enough in the moment to realize <laughs> it. It usually takes you like, oh, yeah, what happened to you today? Huh, you know, oh, was that the guy? Oh, oh, yeah, I was praying about that the other day. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice one, God. Good job. <laughs> well, I think it's also plays back into freely we have received, freely give, uh, mm, and it's not yeah. just our economics, it's it's that that's that's where the whole spirit of non-retaliation comes from. God has been non-retaliatory with us. He is, you know, not treated us as our sins deserve, and and out of gratitude for what He's done for us, then we can share that with others. And and again, you know, I think we have to, we have to rely on Christ in us doing that. Um, you know, it, it, certainly we're not going to do it perfectly regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you said that because I was like, man, if that's the expectation, that I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I just think it's really hard, though, for us to find a place. And I'm not really sure how you get there. And I'm not saying I'm there all the time or even maybe enough of the time. I don't know. But when you are wronged in certain ways, oh, my goodness, you know, put your heels in the ground and I am not budging from this. This is not forgivable. This is yeah. You know, oh. it, it, Andy Stanley has a new book out called something about better decisions. Five five questions you you ask to make better decisions. That's not mm. that's not the name of the book, but um, the the second question is about legacy, and oh. it's a it's a great question to, for us to ask when we're tempted for payback. Is is what what story do I want to tell? Oh so yeah. If, oh if yeah. You think about. If you think about uh, about payback, 
and how good it would feel to get your revenge at, at that and in the moment. But then after that, what's what story do you want to tell? Is that is that the story you want told at your funeral? Is that the story you want your kids to be telling about you? Yeah, he was pretty revenge. He's pretty vengeful. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or do or do you or do you want to hear a story about man? I screwed up, and he kept forgiving me. Yeah. And so I I just really think that it's a gr- it's a great sort of stop and check ourselves question. What what story do I want to tell? Man. That one hits home too, especially if you have kids. Yeah. And you know what? What stories are your kids going to think about when you know situations pop up? When you said that, it immediately popped a story into my head, and I won't share it because my girls, they like us to keep everything, in, and I do too, of course, as as private as possible. Don't let your left hand know, and don't be prideful, and all those things go into it. But there was a, a situation we were able to help someone a couple months back. Totally random, totally – it was very uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for people around – I mean it wasn't uncomfortable for me because that's just usually not who I am. Yeah. It takes a lot to make me uncomfortable. But people around us were uncomfortable. I think my girls were uncomfortable and I just – I did something and afterwards they're just like, Dad, we're so proud of you and we love you for doing that. And I said, oh, I didn't really think about it in the moment. I just did it and – you know, part of me saw myself, an old part of me, an old me from years ago in that person. And it just struck a chord. It was like, this is something we should do. Yeah. And um, the people around us were like, well, you don't have to do that. And I said, well, I know I don't have to do it. What's the difference? Right. It's this, that, and the other. No big deal. And, but it's true. And even now, Ellie has come up after me and said that. And she's like, dad, I'm really, I'm really glad that we helped that person. And mm-hmm. that, that person just seemed like, Really just not just having a horrible go of it. And, you know, what do you think of that person's doing right now? <laughs> of course, I have no idea. It wasn't yeah. even here in town. And no, I would, I'm sure we'll never run into this person again, <laughs> hopefully in heaven someday. And that really makes you stop and think that, man, those eyes and those ears and that the, the legacy that you're leaving, that story you're telling is happening every single day. Yeah. Mm, yeah that's true. Man, that is so good. That should have been our takeaway. <laughs> what story what story do you want to tell and what legacy do you want to leave? Yeah. But it was a good one either way. Because I think <laughs> this has been when we look at that and we want to be that person that that's telling a good story, that you're leaving a good legacy. When has someone gone the extra mile for you and how did that feel? And I think that this is this is where if you have that story, you have to look no further than to be to say to yourself, I want to be, and I want to make someone else feel like this person made me feel in this instance. That's what I want. And for me, that person has continually been my wife. I look back and I remember times that we've been married 21 years now. And there's been so many times when I didn't deserve it. There's times when I did maybe. And I want to go back and just yell at myself and just let her like go back and just tap her on the shoulder 15 years ago, 10 years ago and say, I am sorry I was such a jerk. I should have said in that moment that what you did was so amazing and it made me feel so good. And I just, you know, I was too busy or I just, you know, didn't think of it or I, I whatever the reason was and just let her know how much that meant to us. And so even though my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, she falls asleep whenever I read to her. I guess that my voice is <laughs> that soothing, I guess. Um, 
I love you, Heather. I know you're not going to hear this. And I'm sorry for all those times that your extra mile on my behalf went unrecognized and underappreciated because you are the best. So at least it's out there. Maybe subliminally it'll reach her, but she can never make it through an episode. Even if it was 10 minutes, it wouldn't make any difference. She couldn't do it. So so what about you? Tell us about a time when someone went that extra mile for you and how it made you feel and maybe how that might point you to do that for somebody else. And to make them feel that way. As always, let us know. Voicemail or text 407-965-1607 or an email podcast at wholelife.church. And our final thoughts were in Andy's message this past week. He asked a question. (laughs) Well, will this work? And his answer was yes. Well, of course. The miracle of God's forgiveness of us. The reality that we have not been treated as our sins deserve. God's love deposited in our lives can move us away from repaying evil with evil. And this is why people will recognize us as Christians, by God's love in us. Oh, and this is why people will recognize us as Christians, by God's love in us. What a beautiful picture that is. How different our world would be already if we had all taken this to heart. And tonight, (laughs) something Stanley said uh, in the loop practice run tonight, he said, do you ever feel like, uh, I think it was, do you ever feel like if we had just been doing this for you know, however long already that we'd already be in heaven. And you go, yeah, maybe, maybe. Heaven light for sure. (laughs) All right. So how many more weeks do we have in this series? Just one more week. Oh, this is, this is the last one coming up. Yep. Stored treasure. Yep. So everybody's got a little stored treasure. Ooh. What do you treasure? Man. Well, I treasure my family and I, you know, I certainly treasure my Harley. I'll have to be honest. Uh, (laughs) But that's probably not what we're talking about, is it? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> we may, might, it might touch on it. Okay. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, that is going to do it for this week. The countdown to Andy's last uh, podcast with us is still ongoing. And so it's starting to hit home a little bit more each week. And, you know, the last week we might just have to cry a little. So we'll yeah. see how we'll see how that goes. Well, I got four sermons lined up for March. Uh, things Things that people should remember. Oh, so yeah, well, that'll be a good series to yeah. wrap it all up on. Things I've talked about the whole time I've been in ministry. So. <laughs> well, so these so like so like a three like it'll be like sort of like a rerun for a lot of people. <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> so One these are, more time. These are syndicated messages, and they they were pulling them out of uh, out of reruns. Then no, no, they're all <laughs> no, they'll all be written they'll new. Be all new. <laughs> all right, awesome. All right, that's going to do for this week. So please, as always, every Tuesday evening, don't forget about Speaking of Grace, where you can find the previous week's message, the one we're talking about on Wednesday each Wednesday. Morning here, and in that there are this F or the FHC takeaways. Oh, Andy, Andy, Andy! It's been a, it's well, been over a year now. FHC, yeah, right, but I still say it sometimes. Our whole life takeaways. You'll find each yep. of those in the show notes along with the message, and of course here every Wednesday next week two forty eight we'll wrap up. Jesus doesn't make it easy with stored treasure. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great week.